We're starting a new chapter today. It was beautiful learning so much about Olam HaNegina, Olam HaNegun, with, uh, with the Chavah for the last, I don't know how long it took, it was a long, long stretch, Baruch Hashem, of tuning into how the PSS, how Reb Klonim was Kalman Shapira, helped us understand what happens to our soul at the time of, of a Nigun, at the time of song. What he referred to over and over again as a moment of Hitgalut HaNefesh, that the soul becomes revealed. Now, in this beautiful chapter, which is a long one, we're nearing the end of this, of this very special sefer, little small sefer. Now what's going to happen now is the Piyasetzner is going to be addressing the question of how do you properly self-evaluate? Now that there is a Yitgalut of the Nefesh, how do you respond? So the, so the Nefesh was Nitgale. So the soul kind of revealed itself. Now the Shaila is... How easy does it become to trick ourselves and fool ourselves as opposed to what, what, what is available for us at that moment? And at times, the moments where our souls are revealed to us, they become, you actually ask Hashem sometimes subconsciously, I wish that this wasn't turned on. I don't, want, I don't want this button to be turned on because then that means that I have to really examine the whole other side. I'd rather, like sometimes I'll come to a situation where I'm saying, I'd rather this wasn't turned on. Because now how does it stem with everything else in my life? So, but we, well, the way we do these things properly is if, Micah, are you saying you wish that that, that button wasn't turned on? Because your button's on, brother. Your button, whether you like it or not, that button is on. <laughs> that button's on. And we didn't even turn it on. We didn't even, it wasn't even us. It wasn't even <laughs> he did not, neither did we. But, <laughs> but take anybody to Medjubush and, and you know. <laughs> we knew. We knew. We knew. 
we know, yeah, we did know, we know, we know. But I, I was so nervous that all those, every time, like, the button was getting turned on, and then you and Jeremy would go into, like, articulating dialogues, and like, no, words, no, please, Jeremy, let him, let him go in. <laughs> Remember us going up to Rip and we're climbing up the stairs, and you like to be like Jeremy's like, "There's a fourteenth, there's a fourteenth principle on Imam," and you're like, "I just do not accept this." I'm like, "Let this guy's heart just, pe-, you know, he's by Rip Nussin of Breslau, he's by the Bug River, he's like, let it." And, and Hashem has his own ways of turning on buttons, and everything should be for the Bamash. All the learning we're doing should just be to enlighten our lives and bring refuah to whoever needs refuah. Page 44, Ot Yutet. Yishnam anashim ha-chushmim. Yishnam anashim ha-chushmim she-erak hem anshei emet nekiei hadat. There are those that walk around feeling that only them are the ones that are emes. Anyone that thinks that it's really just them that are people of emes, that's already an you know, instant, immediate disqualification. Like if we come out of here on Shabbos morning and think, wow, we're the only shul that daven de Shabbos and Efrat, we just flushed all our tefillahs down the toilet. So too, even right now, gathering together here right now, which probably doesn't happen anywhere else on this level here, it doesn't matter. What, what in the world do we know about what, what goes on in other people's lives? We have no idea. But there are those that walk around saying, ah, I'm, the, I'm really the only one that really, I'm part of the only group of chavra that are nekiei hadat, which means... You know, how would you say nakidat? Pure-minded. And we're the only ones that aren't fooling ourselves or anybody else, right? So anyone that thinks he's not fooling himself is fooling himself, right? He's going to see what he's going to take us in an amazing thing. This is like... This is so, it puts, like what P.S. Sessner always says, he's like, you know, you, I took you this far. You feel like you're probably wondering, wow, I, I became part of this amazing Chabura. Look at this. I've been learning this Sefer. It's getting so holy and so real and so deep. And then he stops here and he says, you probably think that it's just you that's going through this and nobody else, right? You probably think that you're the only one that actually has these, has these, has these moments. And, and you're the only one that's not fooling yourself. Everyone else in the world is fooling themselves. Now, sometimes we actually do feel like that. But that's not the point of anything that we're learning right now. That's not a, if that's a totza'ah, if that's a result of something that you're feeling, that's great, that's whatever it is. But that's not the purpose of, 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 of learning this Torah. It's almost like the Yetzirah, like, that's, that's the trick to make us feel like He's going to bring this up right now. Exactly what you're saying. V'haya, kasher yargishu bekirbam ezamini torahut likdusha. These types of people that really feel like we got it. Whatever that means. We got it. We're set. Then they're suddenly going to feel some kind of a some kind of a, a moment of awakening for, towards holiness. What's going to happen? Then they'll start to investigate and be like, wait a second. What's going on over here? What, meaning, what's, what's hard for them to swallow? <laughs> right, meaning, if I was fixed, then why do I need a So what's going on right now? So they start to investigate this feeling of, wait a second, life was pretty, I, I thought that I was nakidat, I thought I was good, I thought everything was okay. A hit likdusha can only mean, for the shallow mind, that means that something, you know, something maybe wasn't perfect. You know, that's not how we look at life. But that could really mess a person up that thinks that they're set. Do you understand the question he's asking of here? 
אגן, היה כאשר ירגישו בקרבם איזה מין התעוררות לקדושה, אגן, הפרסום כאן ב-Awakening towards קדושה, חוקרים ודורשים אחריה, they gotta investigate it and analyze it. אם אמת הוא ולא דמיון גרידה, if this is אמת, what I'm feeling right now, this התעוררות לקדושה, or is this just another one of my שירת דוד שבס מורנינג דמיונות, right? or Friday night דמיונות, whatever it is, right? This is just whatever, I, I, you know, is this, the, is this the Kool-Aid or not? Literally. Right? Is this, you know, I told you when the Chavah were first getting really turned on to Rav Weinberg and they would walk from like Lawrence or Cedarhurst towards, towards Rav Weinberger for Shabbos. So a lot of, one of their friends, it was hard for them to stomach this. So they would wait for them on street corners halfway there with Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Say that with a feeling. Imagine. You mean it. But, but you know what? Forget about others waiting on street corners with Kool-Aid. It's like, we, we, we wait with Kool-Aid also. Sometimes like, wait a second. Wait a second. So you start to dissect it and analyze it. Wait a second. What is this? Am I just getting caught up? I'm not, I can't just, I can't, I'm not one of those that gets caught up. I don't want to be one of those that gets caught up, right? We do, we, we're there with the Kool-Aid. Forget neighbors, we do this. Oh, if Sharak means a siba gufanit baitorut, maybe it's just some kind of a physical uh, uh, causing of this awakening. That maybe I'm feeling something physically, I'm getting confused with a physical awakening and a spiritual awakening. Now, what did he say, though? Months ago we learned this. What did he say about physical messages, receiving physical messages from the body? Window. Huh? Window. Absolutely. Or, like I have, or, or I could have some kind of a physical simcha. So the Rebbe reminds us here something important. And he said, this is what you brought up, Yeshua. He reminds us very important. On them and on those people that start to dissect and analyze hit awakenings that they have. However, that we're talking, it's like people that are always in their own eyes are Chachamim and wise and I meaning he's referring here to people that I mean I hate to I don't want to you know don't run out of the room right now but what it means is really those that choose to dissect and analyze and rationalize every feeling and emotion that they have are usually left with just a bucket of analyzations that's all you're left with you're just left with processing and what are you not left with for sure the experience the Chavaya that's what you're not left with Now, halfway in the parak, he'll say, you listen, you need to have one level of analyzing. Like, you need to know on a certain level, really, if you're just in Dimyonas or not. And he'll, he'll teach us how to go there. He's speaking about those that dismiss, kind of like instantly dismiss, uh, some kind of an awakening that's happening inside. Since they don't have any words to define what's going on, they need to figure this out, put it in some kind of a box, and then, so that, then they come to a conclusion and say... This is just a, a, a dimayon, before they even felt it or, or, or went through any experience of it. Like this Friday night, let me ask you, did anyone have to have a question of, was it real or not? Was it real or not? No. Now why not? How come we didn't ask ourselves that? Let, let's, let's take this Torah. Sorry you were in here. It was, it was mamash, like, 
Every time we think we reach a peak, it's something else happens. You, Michael, you were here Friday night, right? Every time, every time we hear Simon, <laughs> Simon, <laughs> once you come, you know, you, you can't just, you know, you can't get the play by play from Tokyo. You know what Boston used to tell me? What? You can't play a double header in two parks. Uh-huh. You, gotta... well, you can't play a double header in two parks. Yeah. You have to land somewhere. Uh-huh. You can't sing it to what? No, but the Shaila I have again is why wasn't it a suffix? as to what anyone was feeling here Friday night. Why is it not a suffix? Phil was in the house. Phil was here? Why was it? What, what is the Indian? Like, how come we don't stop ourselves and say, wait a second, is this real or not? Like, I think... Without, uh, without the, with the, I don't want us to start analyzing too much, but just to bring this a little bit to life. I think I thought the Rebbe was going to go in a different, diff, different direction a little bit. Yeah. And it'll tie into like, your question. I think he, I thought he was going to come with like a chizuk piece now about like, you're feeling really lonely because this, what I've been teaching you has been taking you to a place. Right. It's the, and, and realize that you're not alone. Uh-huh. Like, Baruch Hashem, we're surrounded by our chavra. But I, I know people who learn with us online in communities far away. And it's a lonely feeling when you start growing Right. Hopefully the spouse is growing with that person also, if they have a spouse. But then, what about all their chaverim, mm-hmm. who they can't relate to in the mm-hmm. same way anymore? Mm-hmm. And not from a position of gaiva, just from right. like, they've changed. Like the tshuva process of these Torahs has changed them. Mm-hmm. And so, when we have a Friday night, and I look around and I'm surrounded by my chaverim, mm-hmm. who are... It's like, yeah, there's no question. No suffix. No suffix. So you think this? You think he's talking here to those who are not surrounded with, uh, you know, I guess with everything else that he's putting into the bag. <clears throat> no, because I think even for a, it goes back to the beginning of the safer. There's no exclusivity. There can't be any type of like, right. arrogance that comes along with this. Right. He's keeping us grounded in that way, like uh-huh. saying, like, don't. Yes. I'm teaching you like exalted things, but like there's a lot out there that you don't even realize in terms of what's happening with mm-hmm. other people. Well, mm-hmm. it's even more dangerous when you have a group of people who are sitting there like nodding right. to you and saying, hey, yeah, yeah, that's right. Nobody else gets it. Only we get it. Only, uh, we're the only ones with any sort of dot and uh, <coughs> conscious living or something like that. That's, that's, very, that's even more dangerous. The only diff, the main difference here is that over here it seems to be saying, the people in the beginning of this, of this, of this topic are saying, we're Nikiya Adat, we're, we're fixed, whatever that means. We're kind of, you know, we have, we have it together already. What he's now saying is, <clears throat> those people that, that, that have these moments of getting a zetz and feeling awakened, what happens to them? They start analyzing. They start analyzing. Now we have to understand, though, what about us that aren't necessarily analyzing? Is it only because of social pressure I think that's exactly that we don't analyze it? exactly the opposite no, that's what he's done for sure. What, I'm just I'm, I'm bringing another question. I'm saying to us, do you think that we never analyze what we're going through because, listen, everyone else is feeling it, so I know that to be true. But that's what happens almost every Friday night here. If it was like once in a blue moon, then it'd be like shocking to our system. But we get these high moments Friday night almost every week, right. every two weeks. Like, so maybe like this. Okay, we've been working this whole safer. It's been working us to the place where 
when we have that feeling, we trust, and more than trust, we know, we know. that it's us. That's a real feeling. Instead of, <coughs> he's warning you, is, you might have been the person before, and you might know other people, but when they have that feeling, they're certain that it's not them. It's just some weird feeling they can't even, right. they don't know how to process it, or they choose not to, because it's scary for them. Right. They admit that this might actually be them. But I think why it feels so real to all of us, because we've been working on ourselves through this safer and others, that we know without a shadow of a doubt that those moments are very real. Maybe it's a combination between what you and Avi just said, that, that like we're, we're growing accustomed to these moments, not in a bad way, but in a way that allows us to accept them as, as, as truth, because it keeps happening. It's not just this like one-off, like, okay, so we went to this kever, or we went on this tool, or we went to this place, we felt something, but it was just because we were all excited to be there. But we keep experiencing it over and over again, and through that process, we start to realize that that is the real us. The real us is, and we keep living the experiences. over and over again. But then going to what Toby said, could you apply it through the learnings if you don't have the cover with you? Let's say you're on a business trip, are you going to hold the same feelings with you? It's much harder, but that's why he brings that. This whole safer is basically saying you need a chevre to grow. That's what this whole book is. A chabura, Yamaika, I'm sorry. Well, uh, I think it's a subjective kind of consideration here. You're talking about uh, the way we experience something that was real here, but perhaps it has something to do with your own sort of personal perspective. I'm not regularly uh, you know, learning a safer with you guys, but the experience of, what, of Friday night for me was elevating specifically because my expectations were so much shaped. We had a youth shop at right. right? It was the youth kids staying up there. For that to have been able to, to push forward with such enthusiasm and invigoration, that was excellent. I, I you know, wasn't confident you know, that it was going to be as right. exciting and, and you know, lively as it was. And it, I think it, it sort of exceeded my expectations. Right. I think it, my you know, once you exceed expectations, <laughs> it's when you really feel like Someone came to show and said, wow, the apple doesn't fall f far from the tree. He's like, the apple falls very far <laughs> from, <laughs> from the tree. That he said. even stand up there. Right. I mean, I contacted your nephew before Friday night and your son and, 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 and Haley yeah. Cohen. I said, listen, I just want to tell you something. Just start a song. The rest, it's fine. It'll be fine, you know? That's what happened, more or less, you know? All right, let's go weiter. Let's go weiter. We're in the middle of this first paragraph. We already spoke about this previously. Any type of awakening, no matter what the cause is, That's what you said, Yusha. Every type of, of, of a message or a signal you're receiving, he said, whether it's physical or whether it's spiritual, are all opportunities. It's such a cliff line. This line is such a Clifford line. It's all an opportunity of an, of, to discover something that has not been revealed. Like, literally, like when, when you break, I mean, you probably experienced this. When, how, how long after you made Aliyah did you tear your... Uh, oh, right. Three weeks. <laughs> So there's a, there was a hit or a root of something that, was, that came through a lebach, a physical ailment. But he's saying even that, what, don't doubt that as being a simon of hit or a root. It is. It's, it can open up something. You just don't know what it is yet. But he's saying here, don't discount any 
anything it that can awaken. Why? So what do you mean? Couldn't walk up the stairs. Like, oh, <laughs> really? Still stuck down here. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck yourself here. Right? Yeah. We had lunch on Shabbos. Yeah. One of these Asian Torah guys. Yeah. He was. He tried out for the Kansas City Royals. He was a pitcher thrown in the mid '90s. A week later, he separated his shoulder, and that brokenness, because he was done at that point. He can now throw in the high '80s. But that's not major league level anymore. Right. That brokenness got him to Eretz Yisrael. Wow. Well, his choice of viewing that as he could he could have either run away he or he chose to a really end. dark place. Yeah. And uh, and like. Right. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. But I think that even that dark place, I think that that's part of what Ishkadosh in general wants us to see is that even that dark place that we have to open ourselves to realize that that is even an opportunity in that very it's dark rough cook, right? Yeah, that's the Rav Kuk So again, any type of awakening, that through this opening of the soul, we can then extract whatever it is that is being revealed, it's a very important word to, words here. means... <coughs> But what, what is he really saying? He's saying, you're not going to, th- not everything that comes revealed out of you is, just because it's the real you, it's pristine. And it's already clear. Don't get confused here. This is very important. Because up until now, he's talking about Hidgaluta Nefesh. Wow, what a, what a beautiful experience is that Nigun can Midgala the Nefesh, could reveal the soul, or other things can reveal the soul. Wait a second. There are certain things that you're going to be exposed to that exist within yourself that are going to freak the daylights out of you. He's saying, but wait a second, but when you realize that every moment of Yidgalut of the Nefesh is an opportunity to what? To steer it. What, what word did you use? To incline it. To incline it. By the way, that's why it says that. I saw the Torah from the Aftar Rebbe. It says, what was the first miracle? The first miracle, like when Moshe Rabbeinu began showing his miracles to Paro, to the Egyptians, what did he use in order to, to show it? Through what? Mate. <coughs> mate means a staff, right? Mate also means lehatot, to steer, to incline. So the Atar Rebbe is saying, everything in life, things happen, but it's up, it's your mate that decides to what direction you're bringing it to. That's the first beginning of the revelation of miracles, lehatot. So he says the same thing over here. It becomes revealed, whatever it is, there's itorut inside. Don't freak out. With the proper chevra and the proper balancing of life, proper avodah, you will learn how to lehatototal likdusha. You learn how to steer it, incline it towards holiness. Now he says here something very important. Even if a person fools himself with what he's feeling, meaning he's getting, he's dafka becoming overexcited because he wants to show that he really did drink Kool-Aid or that he's part of a team. Because it's just something that's just to expose him. Saying, if you're trying to trick someone or yourself, that's bad. But if you're just caught up in, you're not sure if this is real or not. So he says a very interesting thing. He says, don't worry, this is a good thing that might even happen to you even if you're not sure as to the authenticity of your awakening and experience, 
תמצא אחת אמיתית. איזה משפט עצום זה. אתה מבין את זה, נוח? How would you, how would you uh, translate that? So is that every 10 times that you, you're doing something and, and not really sure how authentic it is, one time it will be. <laughs> well, he says um, a word that's a little no, bit... That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, I mean, in a certain way. Kind of yeah, remayot means not just that you're not sure, it's more like... You're, you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. Okay. Out of every 10 times that you're fooling yourself. Fool yourself. Right, exactly. Exactly. You're fooling yourself, but it's on purpose. Right, 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 right. You just don't know. You're fooling yourself. You're not sure... One out of every ten, he says, suffice to say, will be real. One out of every ten dances that you do, one of them will be real. One of them will have to capture you. One of them will have to be, will have to be authentic. I remember I, I once was attending a shir because I thought that, that that's what you rabbis should do. <laughs> Whatever. I can't get too involved in that, but, but what I realized is that I was going to it over and over again. I was like, this is not, it's just not talking to me. But then one of the times that I, was, that I went there, I, I was like, let me, hear, let me listen to what he's saying with an open heart. And one of the ten times, it actually spoke to me. It stopped afterwards. But, meaning, if you do something that's involved with Kedusha, even if you're not sure if that's the real you or not, one out of every ten times, he says, the Hitoerut will be real. Right? That's, and, and he says, and he's going to show here that it's not his Chiddush. And these analyzers that we spoke about before, those analyzers and, and uh, for lack of better term, the rationalists of their emotions, that they do not allow their emotions to sprout and come out because due to their uh, pro, you know, analyzing and processing, Yisharu b'chakiratam. That's all they're going to be left with. They'll be left with, okay, this was an interesting survey. Spread, so like, you know, like yeah, reach. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> he's, not, like, like, he's not saying to expose, to be exposed, to actually be vulnerable? Uh, let's see. Well, it would be in the same thing. To, it would be in the same exact thing in this context. That's a good diuk. Both. I'm letting it out. It's, 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 I'm letting it live. And I'm exposing it to the public, or even to myself. So he's saying over here, those that say that suppress an awakening, so even if they came to a logical conclusion as to what just expired, he's saying, what are you left with? Data. You're left with just a very thorough you know, data analysis. Toby, you, you relate to this stuff? And that's what you're left with at the end of like all these numbers and this and that. That's what's there. Okay, so... What do you do with that? Well, I could say that this is this. Great. You could say that. Paralysis by analysis. Paralysis by analysis. People that live like this with, with suppressing every awakening due to rationalizing and analyzing it, what are they left with? Emptiness and dryness. Timtum halev. That's already getting a little bit heavier. What's timtum halev? What's that? Stopped up heart. Stopped up. Even, nice even, even right. Stupefying <laughs> heart. Vecheshkat hamoach. Darkness of the intellect. Hashem yatsilinu mehem umeham olam. I never heard him talk like this. Hashem should save us from, from them and from the multitudes that live like this. 
וכן הבנתי גם מספרי רבותינו הקדושים, זכויות סגנלינו. He's saying, I didn't bring this up. This is not my חידוש. This is... I'm bringing this up based on everything I've learned from all the svarim of the tzaddikim already, you know? It's not my... He's not saying, here, I've come to this, you know, after years and years of thinking about this, this is my speculation. He's saying, I'm just giving it to you, basically, what has been said for so many years before. So what does he... When he, ends, when he ends off this paragraph saying, Hashem yishmerenu v'yatzileinu v'hem amanam, what is he... What is he saying about everything we learned until now? What is he, like, in, 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 as, as opposed to other things we've learned, he doesn't usually end off by saying, Hashem yishmerenu v'yatzileinu. Here he's using these words. Did we see these words before? I don't remember seeing these words. Yeah, he, did. he talked about earlier in the Seder, talked about uh, allowing yourself to get caught up in what's PC, what's, what's accepted for the people around you, and then you get so lost in that, you actually think that's who you are. Right. Right. He started this, this piece saying that, 
who feel it, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's thinking about masculine dafka. I think he's dafka even thinking about people that look like you, mm-hmm. you know? All right, we'll continue next time. Mishakov.